point start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a podcast and radio show for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we've been off for the last couple of weeks, uh, ran some, um, ran the radio show, ran some reruns. Father, we're, we've been around long enough to have reruns. We're in syndication. Syndication. These residuals are going to uh, make me comfortable to the retirement <laughs> I want. There we go. Naples, Florida, here I come. Uh, as always, before we get into our topic, though, it's, first of all, glad to, uh, good to hear your voice, Father. Good to hear yours as well, Dr. Bergwald. Um, after a couple-week hiatus there, um, we, of course, have a, have a topic. We have, Father and I will always find something to talk about, but uh, as, as I always say, uh, I always try to say as we open our show, um, if you have any topics that you'd like us to talk about, any questions you'd like us to answer, I've, I've thought before uh, it might be fun sometime to do a Q&A show. Um, we're not, of course, we're not recorded in front of a live studio audience. We don't take phone calls, but if you email um, me, uh, questions we would uh, we would we would love to be able to answer some questions on the air as well. Um, for any in any case, where they have questions about something we've said, ideas for future topics, questions that you'd like us to consider answering on air, um, email me cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C b u r g w a l d at sfcatholic.org, and uh, we will do our best to work questions into the show and consider a topic for future episodes. Oftentimes, I think I think we've been able to address uh, pretty much every topic that's been sent our way. Father, uh, I've never said, hey, we're not going to talk about this, have I? Not that I can recall, but I I would say on the air. (laughs) Well, what? Honesty, transparency, that's our policy. I'm transparent about the fact that I'm not always transparent. Amen. So, Father, we are we're recording on the 11th of December. Um, we are into the second week of Advent. One of those things that happens every few years, every six, seven, eight years, depending when the leap years fall. But Advent actually began on December 1st this year. So uh, we are into the second week um, of of the celebration. Two weeks from my my, my um, one of my girls last night said, "Dad, do you know what two weeks from tomorrow?" Christmas. Yeah. Do you know what? It's two weeks from today. I said, uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. So they're definitely looking forward as, you know, of course, children particularly are always very excited about Christmas. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it, Father? Well, I I like, I like Advent. I like preparing. I like uh, the whole idea of, uh, preparing spiritually for Christmas, uh, getting ready, uh, in fact, I was even kind of thinking it's kind of funny that um, there's so much focus and emphasis on uh, material preparation. It's pretty easy just to slip that back into spiritual preparation. Absolutely, and and that's that's kind of what we want to talk about today. You know, the 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 the, the other meanings, purposes if you will, of, of the Advent season. Of course, for those people who, are, who, uh, who seek to live out uh, their faith, oftentimes people lament, rightly so, um, lament the fact that you know, that doesn't, in, in the pop culture, there is no Advent. It's, it's the Christmas season. It's even beginning before, um, well, before uh, Halloween even. 
um, we're decorations and so on in some stores. Um, certainly all through November. Uh, and then it's, it's apparently, it seems like it's done the day after Christmas. That's when the Christmas sales begin. Uh, but, but for, so, so people complain and lament and, ah, uh, but I think it's the, the way to counter that isn't just to gripe and moan, but to, to seek to positively live out then the more authentic meaning of Advent, to live out the, the, the season of Advent um, because it's, and, and it's not just the, the way, of course, we can, we can live it out, the sense of waiting to celebrate the birth of Jesus. But Father, I, I think it, it's safe to say there's, there's more to it than that. Advent is not just waiting to celebrate. Our waiting is not just waiting to look back and celebrate the birth. Um, the waiting, there are, there are multiple levels of waiting that we're celebrating in Advent, wouldn't you say? Very much so. And, and even, um, you know, and, and yes, multiple levels. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got excited. Um, yeah, multiple multiple ideas of this waiting, preparing. So preparing to commemorate, remember that first coming of Christ, and uh, and then we also remember and prepare for the fact of His uh, coming again at the end of time. Uh, like we uh, used to say in the Mass, in the old translation of the Mass, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Yes. Uh, and then also uh, thinking of those uh, little arrivals of Christ uh, throughout our own daily living in that way and kind of preparing, am I attentive to those? Yeah, so there, it, 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 it's, yes, we're looking forward to celebrating the birthday, but it is also that, that, that sense of, of, of looking forward, waiting for, longing for, not just, you know, not waiting in fear. You know, Father, that's one of the things that, you know, and we probably talked about this at some point in the last few years on Ignition, um, you know, w- w- when you look at uh, Particularly, I, th- I think of movies um, and looking to the, the the end of the world and and people and you know movies trying to 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 put off the end of the world. Well, as, as Catholics, as Christians, we long for the second coming. We we yearn for the second coming. We 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 we're, we're expectantly awaiting Jesus's return in glory. And so there's this sort of interesting. You know, we begin the the new liturgical year with the first Sunday out of Advent. And as 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 you and I, I think had had talked a few weeks ago. Um, we we end the liturgical year at the end of November uh, or near the end of November with the 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 last Sunday of the year is the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ King of the universe and that sort of theme of of Jesus's kingship uh, particularly his coming uh, at the end of time uh, is 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 carried over at least into the first couple weeks of advent really if you look at the the biblical readings for the first Two weeks of Advent. There's a lot of of that theme of of expecting, looking forward to the coming of Christ again. I, you know, this last Sunday, the second Sunday of Advent, for instance, um, the reading from Matthew's Gospel, where John the Baptist speaks, you know, powerfully about about how unworthy he is. I'm not unworthy. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand. Uh, and he goes on from there. But, but looking forward to Christ's coming um, in judgment, it's, it's something that we shouldn't be fearful of, but something that we look forward to as Christians. But I, I, Father, I, I don't think that at certainly the pop culture, but I think for many Catholics even, that sense sometimes of, of yearning for that, sometimes that, that's not always for, first and foremost, particularly during the season of Advent. Right, of that, of that yearning for uh, that. Uh, well, I, I think in a certain way, it's, it's certainly the yearning has been co-opted into the material realm. What do you mean? 
Well, that uh, that in many ways we yearn uh, for the latest iPad or yeah. the newest Kindle. We yearn for um, a break or a relief from work. We yearn for the Christmas bonus. We yearn for our relatives to leave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, <there. laughs> I, I had to play that. Um, but uh, uh, so, but to, to refocus what that yearning is, and the whole idea of yearning for the end of the world is probably one of the farthest things from our mind. Um, just partially with that material yearning that we have, we're so focused uh, on building up our material life, the newest gadget, the nicest thing, that we uh, we shudder to think of the material world passing away. Right. We, yeah, we shudder. I, I love that. Like we shudder to think of the material world passing away. That, as you said, that's it's so easy for us, particularly in these these weeks leading up to Christmas, to to as you were saying to focus on that, the material aspect, the, the gifts that we're buying. And people say, yeah, but we're buying, I'm buying them to give them to people. Well, yeah, but that's true. I mean, in that, in that way, it's certainly a, a selfless thing that's going on. Uh, but at the same time, it's still focused on giving them material, material things that honestly, I mean, the super abundance of, of, of our wealth in this country, you know, do I really, does, does my child, does my spouse, does my sibling need the newest iPad or iPhone or what have you? Now, if it's an Android father, then, then we're talking about something else. Well, yes, yeah. definitely we need it then. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, right. And, uh, there, there's, uh, I started, I, I found a, it's in that office of readings. Actually, there's a quote from St. Charles Borromeo where he talks about Advent and the purpose of Advent. And he talks about Advent, with Advent, our hearts should be prepared for the coming of Christ as if he were still to come into this world, as, as if he had never come. Mm. And uh, one of the invitations I gave to my parishioners was uh, to pray and prepare this Advent that you might receive Christ in such a new way on Christmas Day and the Christmas season that it's, it would seem as if he had never come into your life before. Hmm. This new coming is so great, so powerful, so manifest, uh, so so strong that it would appear as if all the previous encounters in life with Christ you had were at nothing compared to the new life you're living now. And so again, that 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 longing, the expectation, and I think we really see that. You know, I don't know if it's how far into Advent, but certainly the, these first two weeks, the first reading at Mass, daily Mass, um, most of the readings have been, if not all of the first readings, have been from the prophet Isaiah, and 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 those places where he looks forward to to what God is going to do, to when uh, a, a, a powerful manifestation. Uh, of God, a powerful coming of God that we recognize as having occurred uh, certainly at, at at the coming of Christ, and then again we look forward to that coming at the end of time in the second coming. Very much so. And so maybe even just to speak a little bit about that that second coming at the end of time uh, as well here, um, and kind of transition to that, which which I think is kind of maybe the um, an odd one. You know, I mean, when you talk to someone about like and say, I pray for the end of the world, uh, they probably ask you what sort of Kool-Aid you've been drinking. Right. You know, and, um, but I, I just had a personal experience of this a number, uh, number of years ago now, but uh, the first advent after my father had passed away. And, uh, you know, praying, uh, some of the advent hymns where, hymns where we pray about, come Lord Jesus, or Maranatha, uh, the Hebrew word, um, 
took on a whole new meaning when I thought about uh, my father, who I you know missed so dearly and still miss dearly. Uh, but to think about that, you know, Jesus, when you come again, I'll see Dad. Mm. You know, I mean, I hope uh, on my side and his, more on my side. But you know, uh, uh, I hope you know, and, and wow, so so come, Lord, yeah, come, you know. You know, Lord, if you want it, bring about the end. Right. And so that's, um, uh, and there's a couple other ways to think about that, but even just so, uh, maybe in that sense of that, that praying of that coming of Jesus, of, of come, Lord, bring about, bring about a happy end. And so, and again, that's, that's, that's really a theme of at least particularly the first couple weeks of Advent, but really the entire season of that, that waiting, that longing, that expectation for Jesus to come again um, at the end of time, looking forward to that, praying that it would come now. In fact, just coming up in the third Sunday of Advent this year, in the in the readings from Year A, uh, the Epistle is from Saint James, and and uh, the Apostle James talks about uh, taking the example from the prophets of the Old Testament of that patient waiting. Yeah, and that's the. <laughs> so we have this yearning, this long expectation, but we still must be patient, you know. And that so it's there's that balance there. As so often in many aspects of the spiritual life, um, we yearn for, it, and yet we 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 might we have to continue to live our lives, right, Father? I mean, I can't just well, Jesus could come, you know, tomorrow, so I better go uh, sell the house or what. Now, Doctor Bergwald, you can't go and open your gifts until Christmas morning. <sighs> I don't care how big or how shiny the package looks. You can't open it until Christmas uh, morning. Fine. Yeah, but if Jesus is coming tomorrow, I won't get to open it then. Well, you get a better gift than uh, what I got you. All right. <laughs> Which is coal. Coal. No, but right, that, that tension, though, Father, right, between, you know, you're praying for it, yearning for it, and yet being patient uh, and, and, and living our lives both it, it, being prepared for his coming again, and yet living with the possibility the the the, the you know we have to continue to live our lives um, in case he doesn't come tomorrow. Right, right. Which I think most of us obviously do that, but it's that that balance of of praying for the second coming, being prepared for the second coming, but yet continuing to live our lives as if you know we've. Which always seems to be a hallmark of good authentic. Christian practice and doctrine is when there's that balance, that wisdom. Exactly. So there. So so again, this looking to the end of time. What other what other sense uh, senses of of waiting? What what other senses of Jesus' coming do you think would be worth noting? Well, I think it's also worth noting in the sense of our own uh, spiritual captivity, and the prayers of the liturgy in this time of year certainly express that in very uh, various ways, and of. Um, you know, because it is also still a penitential time. Uh, our Eastern brothers and sisters call this a little Lent. Right. And, um, but so penitential times, and so an awareness of our sins, we make our, you know, part of our Christmas duty, of course, of a, of a good confession. But uh, in that, you know, maybe some reflection upon how sin hinders our soul. You know, and we feel the encumbrances of sin. Uh, how sin prevents me from being the very best version of myself that I can be. Uh, copyright Matthew Kelly. Yes. Um, but uh, then to, to to kind of pray and be praying, look for that freedom of that, and to, and to believe, you know, yes, Jesus, you are you bring freedom, not just from 
the guilt of sin, not just from uh, the eternal punishment of sin, but even from this temporal punishment of sin that I experience of, of the lowliness of my own humanity in that regard. And so seeking his solution, his healing, his forgiveness in that way. So we're not only looking forward to celebrating the birth, not only looking forward to celebrating or looking forward to the sin coming, but also the season of Advent in a particular way. We seek to be attentive to the ways that Jesus comes into my life, into our lives now, today, um, not just 2000 years ago, not just at the end of time, whenever that may be, but today, now as well, uh, how he, how he comes in and he desires to free me as you, you know, that you're, you talked about our captivity now and, and, and Jesus desires to free me from my bondage to say, yes, he died in the cross 2000 years ago. And that since one salvation and I've been baptized, confirmed, received Holy communion, of course, many times reconciliation, many times. And yet I'm still, still in, in, in a variety of ways in bondage to sin. And Jesus desires each day to free me from those sinful desires, those sinful longings, to liberate me from the, ch- the snares of sin, death, and the devil. And, and being attentive then in Advent to how Jesus comes into our lives, how he reveals himself, manifests himself to us um, each and every day, and not just in the past, not just in the future. Right. Uh, of, of that of that ongoing preparedness in that way, um, continuing asking uh, for Jesus into our life. Uh, I, I preached a little bit uh, on that uh, this last Sunday, uh, talking about the, the different types of conversion in our spiritual life, that as a Christian, we don't just have one conversion, one and done, um, but an ongoing life of conversion. Uh, thinking of the words of St. John the Baptist in this way, Christ must increase, I must decrease. You know, and so if there's just one conversion, uh, one moment of maybe as maybe some of our non-Catholic Christian brothers might say, declaring your faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that was the one conversion or when you uh, joined the Catholic Church, maybe. But no, there, there's this life of conversion which uh, Christ increases within your soul and um, your own soul uh, kind of slowly uh, decreases in that way. Your own, not, not your own personality, but the hindrances, the encumbrances of sin in your life uh, decrease. And, and, and obviously... <laughs> That's a good thing. We, we, we desire that, and, and we're particularly attentive to that during this Advent season. And it's, it's, uh, it's a great grace for us, and it's um, uh, a great gift for us to be living in that. So, so what what other we'll talk here in a bit then about the, the the common sense of waiting waiting to celebrate his birth but father so, so any particular thoughts on on how uh, some thoughts that you you might have on how we can live out these multiple senses of of waiting of attentiveness of vigilance during the season of advent obviously you know maybe well, not necessarily late, even for this year. We can still live these out, but something to think about um, in, in future Advents as well, should the Lord not come again uh, before then. How can we live out the spirituality of Advent, do you think? Well, I, I think there's some good, simple, practical ways. One is I, I love Advent wreaths. You know, and to have an Advent wreath in your home, if you, if you don't, it's not too late. You can get one. Yep. 
um, whether for family dinner, just in your own personal prayer time, maybe you live alone, you don't have a family with you, uh, living with you. Um, but I think just that, and, and seeing that progress and that movement, um, there's just something very uh, effective about that witness of an Advent wreath and the Advent candles as they burn and as they move. Um, so I think that's just a good practical preparation in that way. Um, I'm not sure, you know, Advent calendars, I think those are mostly an excuse for chocolate in my life. I don't know if I've received <laughs> a, uh, much spiritual fruit from that. Uh, any experience with Advent calendars, Dr. Bergwell? Yeah, we, we uh, actually, Magnificat uh, publishes a really nice one, it's for, particularly for children. Um, and, and, and most Advent calendars, you know, at least in my experience, most Advent calendars are actually, they, they start December 1st and end on the 25th. They're, they don't necessarily follow the Advent calendar. But again, this year with, with Advent beginning on December 1st, it's worked out really well. Um, but a lot of them, uh, it's a great way, as you said, to enter into the, the spirituality uh, of of Advent in that way. Of course, many of them focus, much of it's focused on looking forward to the birth, but there's also that dimension of of, of waiting, being expectant hope for the Lord's coming again and how he comes into our lives um, each day. Um, I think another uh, good little preparation, of course, is uh, an Advent confession, just making that a regular uh, uh, part um, on your schedule. Uh, uh, certainly adds in that way, uh, just a, a practical part. Um, and maybe going back to maybe the less spiritual side again, I, I, I applaud the practice of gift giving. Yeah. Um, that it does mark uh, the specialness of the specialness of this time of year. I'm not some anti-gifter um, in that way. And, and, and decorating your house and things of that sort, uh, certainly that idea of that preparation it's good, but it's good when it's always grounded back to that spiritual reality. But uh, I'm saying grounded in the spirituality. I'm not saying throw it away. Right. You just focus on the spirituality, uh, spiritual meaning of the season alone. Absolutely. Um, I, I think another practice, again, which is kind of more focused on the celebrating of his birth, but but has those other aspects at least implicitly, is is uh, the manger scene. And you know, some, what some what some families, many families do, is they sort of you know, as as the the days of Advent pass, more and more uh, of, of the the pieces of the scene might be added. If you've got a a, a set with with you know, a number of pieces, the animals, certainly as Mary and Joseph. Um, I know some families will literally, Mar- the, the, the pieces of Mary and Joseph will will journey, you know, through the house or across the room, um, coming ever closer to to the manger scene itself uh, on the birth. And then the great thing, you know, this is, of course, looking beyond Advent to the Christmas season, um, but the, the, uh, the Magi uh, making their pilgrimage uh, through the house, across the room, and arriving at the scene, um, on on uh, Epiphany, um, whether that's the sixth of January or whenever it's the Sunday that it's celebrated um, during during the the Christmas season as well. Another another way to try to emphasize the spiritual dimension um, of the season, but in a very in a, in a material way, uh, you know, quote unquote sacramental way as well. Right. Um, uh, I love that. I love it very much. That was, a, in fact, I think we had like multiple nativity sets in my home growing up, and we'd have the different journey of the characters. And in fact, I remember uh, my little niece, uh, or she's not so little now, um, but my niece. She, in fact, she's closer to driving than she is to this memory. 
Um, but of uh, at uh, Christmas at home and her taking um, the nativity set f- figures and playing with them uh, in this uh, like fire truck that w- my brother and I had left over from our youth, and she's sitting there singing Bethlehem, Bethlehem, and she's you know <laughs> taking them on their little pilgrimage to Bethlehem. Beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, our 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 uh, nativity scene this year is is still trying to figure where to put it. Where my eighteen month old won't get into it because I mean the tree has been tough enough as it is. But anyway, <laughs> so so of course, and then their father. Just a, a few minutes left. Um, obviously, we're not neglecting the fact that we celebrate at Christmas that first coming of Christ into the world two thousand years ago. Um, while we're emphasizing today the importance of of, of those other dimensions of, of Christ coming at the end of time into our lives daily. We it's it's right also, just as you were saying with sort of the material dimension with the gift giving and so on, it is right. We're not trying to say, oh, well, you shouldn't celebrate Jesus' birth. Um, obviously it's it, it's something that we do celebrate. We we do recognize as 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 the the culmination of of the expectation of of the people of the old covenant as again we're we're hearing about in, in particularly in the book of the prophet Isaiah um, that that at the fullness of time God became man uh, to eventually die for our sins but but just in his coming we we do celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ Right, and so it's good and also an event to be to preparing to think about specific aspects of that first coming of Christ into the world and his and his birth uh, at Bethlehem. One of the beautiful things I like to think about in that way and to in term to pray upon is, is, is the smallness, that sense the fragility, the littleness, his meekness, and many of the Advent hymns. I love Advent hymns. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Love Advent hymns. And the Advent hymns, so many of them will talk about his uh, his weakness or uh, his meekness, uh, voluntarily taking weakness upon himself, uh, this distressing disguise of the infant Christ. And I just love that aspect of preparing for Christmas is reminding myself of that. Yeah, there's a... Uh, uh... You know, because Christmas is so mar- so much a part of our culture and even even... You know, I, uh, somebody who's not Christian recognizes that that uh, Christians celebrate the birth of Jesus. They have some sense of of what it's about. Um, so it's a it's almost a part of our culture that we sort of forget the the enormity of what we're saying that the Creator of the universe, the the, the God um, who in every moment holds all of creation in, in, in existence, um, is, is lovingly thinking about every molecule, every atom, every one of us, um, that that God became this little vulnerable baby born in, in, a, in, a, in a poor setting of, of a manger because his parents couldn't find room in an inn. We know the story so well that we sort of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but as you're saying, allowing ourselves to be struck by it. Right to, to really kind of feel the weight and the impact of it to be renewed in that. Um, another thing that I like in that regard is, uh, although we have to be very brief on this, is uh, uh, that's the way Christ continues to work in the world, and is that same quiet, poor way, if you will, through the sacraments. Amen. And so, just being attentive to to His working in that way. 
Great. So uh, maybe we'll talk about this more in, in the next couple of weeks, but that does wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, as I said at the beginning, if you have any questions about uh, today's episode, any ideas for future episodes, email me, cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.